This true first-person story was told in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. It was told in July for a show with the theme of wonder. And if you're a regular listener, this is where we veer off the script a bit. You see, on the night of the show, we had a technical problem that wasn't discovered until the show was over, which meant not all of the stories were recorded. So what do we do? Tell the stories at another show? Just let them linger in the minds of the listeners? Well, after talking to the storytellers, we decided to record the stories again, but this time with an audience of only one. I met Francis at a local cafe, and he was good enough to retell his story as faithfully as he could. I'm glad he did. It's one of his best. You have a story in you, too. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, like us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, here's Francis. Recently, CNN challenged its audience to reflect on the implications of asking people the question, so where are you really from? And to share those stories and experiences on social media. It's a question I've grown up with, wrestled with, and in doing so, it's helped me answer two important but personal questions. Why I left Australia and why I'm here in Hong Kong. I was born in Australia, but my parents are Northern Chinese from Sundong province. They met in Australia, independently arriving there in the 1960s, a time when Australia was governed by what was officially known as the White Australia Policy which is a series of policies that were put in place after World War II to ensure that Australia would remain largely Anglo-Saxon. Or in the words of the government, to ensure that Australia would remain forever home of the descendants of the British race. In other words, white. Forever white. My father escaped communist China. He spent his formative years in Hong Kong before making his own way down under to fulfill his dream of a university degree, which he duly received, but at the age of 66. And my mother? Well, she sailed into Sydney Harbour age 19 to meet her father for the very first time. Her father managing to reunite his family 20 years after finding himself stranded in Australia while on business as World War II broke and then the communist uprising of China occurred. So when people wonder and ask the question, so where are you really from? My answer ought to be from resilience. For, for if it wasn't for my father's determination to gain a degree and attend university, and my grandfather's resolve to reunite his family, I wouldn't be here. But it's not fortitude and resilience that's at stake with the question. Rather, it's my personal identity, a physical place to pin that identity. And for some reason, for Australians of Chinese background, that place can only be Australia if it's qualified by heritage. Yep. He's Australian, all right. He's an ABC, an Australian-born Chinese. An Australian-born 
Chinese. Now, if you say it slow enough, you soon realise you're not even Australian. You're simply Australian-born. And for years, I wondered if that would ever change, me having to justify my being Australian in one form or another. And that justification isn't to any one person or group. It's to everyone and everywhere. I once had a seven-year-old girl ask me for a bottle of San Pellegrino mineral water in Cathay Pacific's Marco Polo Lounge. I'm really sorry, sweetheart. I'm not a waiter. Not all suit-wearing Chinese are waiters, and actually not all Chinese are actually Chinese. I'm Australian, just like you. Confused? Go ask your mum for an explanation and for that bottle of mineral water. Mainland Chinese visitors, both in Hong Kong and Sydney, are forever asking me for directions to shopping malls. And I don't shop, and I don't like shopping, but I don't know how to reply because my Chinese is rubbish. Why? Because I'm an Australian. Now, if I sound bitter, I'm not. How can I when I too have, form, have firmly worn that shoe on the other foot? Like the time I was in Argentina, pre-internet days, searching for a post office and not speaking Spanish, I pluck up enough courage and recall enough Mandarin to ask a group of Chinese girls dressed in school uniforms for directions only for them to laugh out loud before giving me directions in perfect English because they can't speak Chinese. They were Koreans. So I get it. As the world gets smaller, these things will happen. But when random local Australians start asking me, an Australian, where I learned English, why is my English so good, before questioning my being Australian because, mate, you don't look like an Aussie. That's when the situation dawns. I don't qualify being Australian because there's this supposed Australian look which I seemingly don't have. Ludicrously, if I was white in Australia but spoke no English, I'd be able to hide in plain sight and people would be none the wiser. And I wouldn't feel the need to question, to answer the question, so where are you really from? Surely, identity should be based on how one feels and not how one looks. And I know how I feel. I feel Australian, but because I'm not white, I have to justify my identity. And in an ideal world, surely that shouldn't need to happen. Not in my place of birth, where I grew up, and where my children were born. But it does. On the 5th of March, 1995, I left Australia, initially for Singapore, and now here in Hong Kong. It's a place where I still need to justify my identity, but when, when I choose, it's also a place where I can hide in plain sight. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Many times in our workshops, I've heard people say, but I don't know what story to tell. And since we recorded this separately, I had the opportunity to ask Francis where he got his inspiration to write this story. 
Here's what he said. Well, the theme of the show for July was wonder. And I often wondered why I used to get this question or why I do get this question, where are you really from? And it was just by coincidence I picked up on my Twitter feed this story from CNN. And the question really inspired me to write this story because I'm forever asked, so where are you really from? And for years, I'd, I'd sort of questioned why I left Australia. You know, everyone sort of describes Australia as a beautiful place, a place they'd like to settle, visit, and there could be no better place in the world than Australia, clean air, fresh food, open spaces. But why was it that I, someone who was born there, raised there, had my children there, why did I feel motivated to leave? And and I actually think that that's a much bigger story. Um, you know, there's a huge expatriate Australian population all around the world. And there is a very significant Australian Asian expatriate community around here. And I, and I genuinely believe a lot of us actually leave Australia because we like the idea of hiding in plain sight because we're forever asked this question. So where are you really from? And I think it's a story that needs to be told in a much bigger forum at some stage. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us on hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and keep an eye out for our weekly podcast published every Wednesday. If you're lucky enough to be in Hong Kong, grab yourself some tickets for our next live show. Details can be found on the website. Everyone has a story to tell.